We are live just inside Independence High School getting set for round two playoff basketball here in the WIAA road to the girls' state tournament. Mental Spouts, Butch Lama with you as we get set for the number three seed Independence Gilmington hosting the sixth seed Elma Center Lincoln. It'll be the third time this year these two teams square off. Indy Gilmington has won both matchups, but both were close. We saw them play a couple of weeks ago where Indy Gilmington rallied from 10 down at the half to win. But you know how they say it, tough to beat a team three times in one year, and Indy Gilmington's going to try and do that tonight against Elma Center. They're not trying to do that tonight. It'll be the second game in a row. It's yep. Leva Strum they had that was their third time also, and that got to be a very close game at the end, and you'll hear that you know, Coach Zilla talk about with the free throws and stuff like that. It, it got to be closer than I think he wanted it to be. Yeah, Elma Center Lincoln coming off a win in round one, 42-33 over 11th seed Hillsboro. That was a team that knocked out Lincoln a year ago, deeper in the postseason. Independence Gillington, as Butch just mentioned, beat 14th seed Oliva Strum, but that's not your father's 14th seed right there. No, no, it really isn't. Much better than most people know. 41-36 was the final. Indy Gillington, as a result, advances to tonight and will host it here at Independence High School as compared to Gilmington, where the game was last on Tuesday. We've got a lot to come yet here on the pregame show. You'll hear from both head coaches, John Zilla for Independence and Bill Schulte for the Hornets. We're back in just a few minutes here on WHTO. Mitchell Speltz and Butch Salma back with you live here from Independence High School, gearing up for this Division 5 second-round matchup between Independence Gilmington and Elma Center Lincoln. Round three between these two teams, Indy Gilmington won the first matchup in Elma Center 48-40 on December 12th and 50-42 in Gilmington on February 9th. So just two weeks from today we had that game yep. for you here on WHTO. Winner of this one will either go to two-seed Royal tomorrow or will host 10-seed Blair Taylor. That'll be an interesting matchup. Butch, Blair Taylor playing some good basketball, so maybe played not a shoe-in yeah. for Royal to win that game. And they played each other early in the year, and Coach Jesse Lean told us that they stayed with him for the first uh, 25 minutes of the 36-minute game, and then he said we just kind of ran out of steam. I believe that some girls that weren't quite healthy at that point. But, uh, yeah, and it's tournament time, Mitchell. You've done yep. enough of these. You know anything can happen. I mean, it's it's up in the air. Uh, one thing we do want to let our listeners know is we will have a game tomorrow night. Mitchell and Dave Carlson will be bringing you that one, and it could be in Royal or uh, it could be in Independence or it could be in Lincoln, but we'll have a game for you tomorrow yes, we night. Will. Yeah, and speaking of that, that'll be a matchup for sure we'll see tomorrow. You mentioned Blair Taylor. They've been there. They did that just last year, yep. so we'll see what they if they're able to pull it off tonight against Royal. Other matchups in this bracket, top seed CFC is hosting Brookwood tonight in a one-versus-eight matchup. They'll play the winner of four-seed Cashton or five-seed Kickapoo in that regional final tomorrow. It seems like a clear, pretty clear path for CFC potentially to get to the sectional semifinal, but you never know going up against some of those scenic bluff area teams. Yep, you don't see them. You're not sure about them. Other games in Division Four going on in the area for the girls' night is Boyceville at Fall Creek, Durand, Arkansas at Mondovi, Whitehall's at Auburndale, Melrose Mindoro at Bangor, Shell Lake is at Regis, Luther at Nielsville, and Osseo Fairchild is at Westfield. In Division Three, we've got Arcadia traveling down yep. to Wisconsin Dells. That'll be a good one to watch as well to give you a snapshot of our playoff picture we are looking at tonight. We'll try and get you as many scores as we can throughout the evening. We'll continue on here on the pregame show in just a few minutes here on WHTL. Our tip-off coverage rolls on here from Independence High School. It's three-seat Independence Gilmington against six-seat Elma Center Lincoln in this round two matchup. Butch, as we focus on the Indies first, we had their game with you had it with Dave Carlson back on Tuesday night. 
A 41-36 win over Leverstrom. They led for most of that game, but could not shake the Cardinals, who is a much better 14 seed than people realize. Oh, but I agree with you on that. They're they're probably the best 14 seed in the state this year. Yeah, but ultimately, this is a very volatile team, mostly because of free throw shooting. We've seen it this year. They've left a lot of points at the free throw line. It nearly cost them a game back yes, on Tuesday, and it's a short amount of time. It's a simple thing, but it kind of seems in theory, but it's a hard thing mentally to get over at this point of the year. I think you're very right there, Mitchell. I think the girls know what to do. They're physically capable of doing it, but sometimes it gets to be a mental block, and not to say one way or another, but these this is a young, young team. John Zilla only has one junior and one senior on the whole squad, and I think at times... You know, they miss one or two, and they get a little down on themselves. And instead of just shaking it off and saying, this is a new game, you know, a new start, we got to do it, they start letting them mess with them a little bit. Yeah, and we'll I raised two daughters that played ball. So I, I... <laughs> and that's something Coach Zillow talked about, not just free throw shooting, but this isn't necessarily a great shooting team, but they defend well, they attack, they do oh. get to the free throw line, which gives them those opportunities, which is 47% shooting free throws this season, and we'll see if they can overcome it or at least manage it tonight against the Yelma Center at Lincoln Hornets. John Zilla is the head coach of the Indies. He'll stop by for our pregame conversation after this here on WHTL. On you've survived round one, 41-36 over a strong 14 seed in Oliva Strum. Now you move on to tonight to face Elma Center Lincoln for the third time this year. But just to go back to Tuesday, what were your thoughts on the win and advancing to tonight's game? Uh, Tuesday was really a struggle, a defensive struggle. Um, Olive is not your normal 14 seed for one thing. I mean, they lost a lot of close games, and they're very good defensively. Uh, the Avery Glens girl, I believe, was for, is a first-team all-conference girl, and uh, they played us really tough, and uh, we missed some free throws in the second half. And I tell you what, it came down to the final minutes, and we made some plays on defense, which is our calling card, because offensively we really struggled that game. Uh, you mentioned the free throws. Obviously, it's been a point of emphasis all season with your team, leaving points at the line. I guess as a coach, we talked about a little bit off air here, but leaving points at the line, uh, how does it feel, you know, just every point, just trying to scrap them out when you get those opportunities at the stripe? You know, it, it, the girls are doing their best, and it's just frustrating sometimes, but I think sometimes it's also just a mental block, you know, their confidence. I think the big thing is if they can hit a couple throws early on, just for that confidence and get through it, work through it. And I always tell them, don't worry about it. All right, go make a play on defense, do something else, but don't focus on missed free throws. Do you feel like it affects them and maybe from their aggression standpoint, offensively, maybe trying to maybe do too much to score to avoid going to the free throw line? I'm not sure that's the case, but is that something maybe you've noticed at times perhaps? No, Nora, she's going to keep going to full speed to that basket, and she's trying to draw contact. And the good thing is you're getting the other team into foul trouble, too. they got to look at it that way. We do a lot of dribble drive and attack the basket, so sooner or later those throws will come. No, it's tough to be a team three times in one year. You did it with Oliva Strum, now you got to do it again here against Elma Center Lincoln. And the last time you played them, you were down 10 at halftime, but stormed back and didn't look back at all. What changed for you? Going back to that last game against Lincoln, what changed maybe at halftime that propelled you over the top in that last meeting? I think we just switched up the offense. We noticed something they were doing, and we tried to isolate our three guards a little bit more, and we were successful there. And uh, the defensive intensity in the first five, six minutes really picked up. Uh, I think you saw we got a lot of baskets in transitions, and once we got the lead, I think they just played with a lot more confidence on offense. 
Now, these home games are important for the playoffs. You know the number three seed, so you get a second one here tonight. First time was in Gilmington tonight. You get to have it here tonight, Independence. So I guess with all that being said, being able to play these kinds of games at home, how important is it? You know, I, I think it's important. I think the girls, it's the comfort of their own gym. I think all season long, we've lost just one game here. That was a CFC. So I think as a comfort thing, that's really good, rather than traveling two hours. And, of course, Lincoln's not two hours, but you wouldn't want to take a road trip down there and play. It's just the comfort of your fans and the court. Talk with the head coach of Independence Gillington, John Zilla. Before I let you go here, John, obviously, like I mentioned, third time here tonight against Alma Center Lincoln. You played them tight the first two times, but one, what has to happen for you to advance to tomorrow night? we got to play well offensively, and uh, we got to get some good shots. We have to score in transition. And uh, we got to make a free throws, I think. That's it. John, we appreciate the time. Good luck tonight. Thank you. John Zilla, head coach for Independence. Going with Tim, we'll take a break and come back with more after this on WHTL. Back live here from Independence as we get set for the Indies and the Hornets round two playoff matchup as we now look at the Elma Center Lincoln Hornets, a team that finished 14 and 10 in the regular season under Bill Schulte. They beat Hillsborough. In the first round, 42-33. And one thing that stuck out hearing from Coach Schulte, and you'll hear that full interview coming up in just a few minutes, and he said Ava Cummings, who's their top scorer on the season, he's one of the best players in this league, Butch, did not play very well in that game, but yet the supporting cast around here really stepped stepped up. They did. And that is going to be important for them tonight because last time, once Cummings went cold from the field, last time we saw them play Independence Gilmington, so did they, and they ultimately lost that game by eight points. Yeah, you know, they had the lead, and it was a – Actually, it was an 18-point swing in the second half when you figure that they led by 10 and ended up losing that game by a total of 8, the 40 to 32 like you're talking about, you know, or 50 to 42, excuse me. But, yeah, you know, you you want to have that good star player, but you want to have that cast around him. So if she has an off night or foul trouble, that you can still maintain your poise and be in that game. Alma Center Lincoln lost both games to Independence Gilmington by eight points. 48-40, the Indies won in Lincoln on December 12th. We saw this matchup two weeks ago in Gilmington. The Indies won that one 42-42, despite trailing by 10 at halftime. We'll take a break. The head coach for the Hornets joins us next. Bill Schulte comes up to the broadcast booth after this here on WHTL. Back with you live inside Independence High School. Now joined by the head coach of Elma Center Lincoln and Bill Schulte. Bill, good to chat with you again. Opened up the postseason on Tuesday with a 42-33 win over Hillsborough, a team that knocked you out of the postseason last year. But looking back at that game, what you take away and ultimately what helped you advance to tonight's game? We had some kids uh, step up in Izzy Huber and Felicity Fry. Um, our leading scorer just had a rough night from the floor. And so those two picked up the slack and Izzy had 13, and uh, Felicity had 12, and Felicity threw in nine steals to go along with that. And that really helped us when, you know, your leading scorer isn't producing points that other kids can step in and, and get those points for you. How important is that that for that to happen at this stage of the season? Obviously, win or go home, and at this point, it doesn't matter how you win them. You just got to get it done, and ultimately, your supporting cast really seemed to do a good job to get you to this one here tonight. They did, and that's why we work as hard as we do is because you never know um, what's going to go out on happen out on the floor sometimes. And so kids will have to kind of take on a new role every now and then. And um, I was just happy they were able to do that for us. 
Now, tonight you get a third battle here with Independence Gilmington, who beat you the first couple times. We'll start here playing a team like them for a third time. Is that something you'd like to see, especially since you just came up short the first couple times at Conference Foe here at this stage? You know what they are. Is that something you would more so look forward to as you get to the stage of the playoffs? Um, yes and no. I mean, going against Coach Zilla is always difficult. He always seems to find a wrinkle here and there that um, maybe other coaches don't find. But, yeah, we're familiar with them, and there shouldn't be any hesitation, and nobody should flinch. Now it's just about going out and executing and playing good basketball because we've proven we can play with them, but we've also proven that we can um, let them back in a ball game and then beat us. Now you bring up that point because the last time we saw you play them, you had a 10-point lead at halftime, but it slipped away rather quickly. Ultimately, when you look back at that game, what happened after halftime or what maybe did you see happen with your team ultimately that led to Andy Gilmore coming back like they did? Well, obviously my halftime speech wasn't very good, I guess. I don't know. I mean, we just started making some bad passes and gave them some easy layups at the other end and uh, got a little flustered and then got confused on defense. And you try to take the timeout to slow it down, and we just didn't respond. Well, it seemed like foul trouble certainly played an issue at times with your front court, especially how important, especially against this kind of front court intended Indy's team to kind of keep your taller girls out of foul trouble tonight. Oh, it'll be huge. And it'll be something that, you know, I'm just talking with Randy down there about it. You know, the officiating is going to play a big role in this because it's very difficult game in and game out to get officials that will call the game the same way. And so if they let it become a, a rugby match, um, it, it might be tough. If they let it become a delicate, every time we touch somebody, it'll be even tougher. You know, so we've been in both situations, and it, it's hard. But um, right now, you just can't complain. You can't make excuses. You just got to go out and play and adapt to the officiating. Talk with Lincoln head coach Bill Schulte. Before I let you go here, Bill, tough to beat a team three times in a season. And to get Pitt Gillington's going to try and do that tonight. But for you to reverse the trend and advance to the regional final tomorrow, what has to happen for your team? We have to play well down in the post. And, and that's on both sides of the ball. We, we give up way too many points in the paint. And our post people have to really focus on their defense down there, um, be visual distractions to make you know the other team have tough shots, and then get rebounds and not let them get second chances. Bill, thank you for stopping by for a few minutes. Best of luck tonight. All right, thank you much. Bill Schulte, the head coach of Elma Center Lincoln, will come back with the starting lineups after this here on WHTO. We are ready for playoff basketball inside Independence High School. So glad to have you with us on this Friday night. Mitchell Spence, Butch Alama with you as we get set for this round two matchup between Independence Gilmington, the number three seed, against sixth seeded Elma Center Lincoln. It's the third matchup of the season between these two teams. Indy Gilmington won them both by eight points in the first two rounds. Indies won their first round matchup against 14th seed Oliva Strum on Tuesday. Lincoln knocked out 11th seed Hillsborough. And now the two teams meet up once more with a spot on the regional final stage tomorrow on the line. It'll either be a matchup at number two seed Royal or home for either one of these teams against 10th seeded Blair Taylor. Should be a great one on hand tonight, Butch. These teams very familiar with each other, yep. and it should be a battle here tonight. I think we're going to see a good battle down at Royal High School, too, in Elroy tonight. I think Blair Taylor has been playing a little better ball, and they're ready for him. But we'll take care of business here first tonight. We've got the starting up first for the visiting Lincoln Hornets. Number three, Isabel Huber, a sophomore. Number 11, Ava Cummings, a sophomore. Number 22, Felicity Fry, a junior. Number 33, Montserrat Sanchez is a senior, and number 40, Gabriela Heredia, is a senior. The starting lineup for uh, 
Coach John Zilla's uh, indies include Arabelle Nisley, a sophomore, Addison Pronjinski, a senior, Nora Shank, a freshman, Cassidy Dano, a junior, and rounding out the starting five is Micaiah Scow, a sophomore. Indies are led by a longtime head coach, John Zilla. Bill Schulte, a longtime tenure for him as the coach of the Elma Center Lincoln Hornets. As you hear the starting lines be announced here live, Indy Gilmington finished the season 18-7. and They are 11-2 in the Dairyland Conference. Those two defeats were both to CFC, who is the top seed in this regional. Elma Center is 14-10, 6-7 in conference play. Indies will be in the home whites tonight with the purple letters and numbers, black trim, traveling black uniforms are on for Lincoln with the white numbers and lettering and the red trim. As mentioned, winner of this game goes to the regional final tomorrow night. It'll either be on the road against two-seed Royal or at home against 10-seed Blair Taylor if the Wildcats were to pull off the upset here tonight. Well, we've got a packed gymnasium here from Independence. A little bit more fans here compared to the first game with the bigger gym, of course, yeah. here in Independence, and it should be a fun one tonight. Micaiah Scout will jump it up against Gabby Heredia, actually against Monse Sanchez at center court. We're so glad you're with us. Game four for us this week on WHTL. Ball in the air and control by the Indies, and we're underway as the Indies control the opening possession. Arabelle Nasley passes back up top, passes now left for Addison Pronjinski, who looks inside, nothing there. Man-to-man defense for the Hornets, driving down the lane with some space and floating it in is Nora Schenk. The freshman's got the first two of the game, and the Indies lead it 2 to nothing. You heard Coach Zill in the pregame say she's going to drive. That's what she knows how to do. Yeah, got some clear space that time. So the Indies out in front. Ava Cummings, the top scorer for the Hornets with the ball, passes left and now rotated back out front, driving down the lane and passing it out. Cummings with the basketball, hands it off for Felicity Frey. Ball knocked to Frey. Gabby Heredia picks it up for Link at the top of the circle. Pass inside for Sanchez. Back out it goes for Isabel Huber. They enter inside for Sanchez, but knocked away on a high pass and stolen away by the Indies. Independence Gilmington in transition. Driving down the lane is Shank. She kicks it out. Good pump by Nisley. She drives, floats it up. That one is in and out. No good. Heredia the rebound for Lincoln. I think that's going to be a big part of this game. Heredia and Sanchez are going to have to play tough underneath and control those boards. And both dealt with some foul trouble in the last meeting. Sanchez especially had a couple fouls before halftime, then picked up an early third in the second half. Warren's down 2-0, a minute 15 gone by. Looking inside, nothing there. They rotate for Huber. Now open to the left side is Frey, but she does not take the three. Felicity Frey now into the corner. Open for three is Heredia. Her three is long off the rim. And on the weak side, the rebound is there for Nora Schenk. Schenk just takes it and accelerates down the floor to our right. Kicks it out. Open for three is Nisley. Too strong off the heel, but an offensive rebound for Pronjinski. Takes it to the right short corner. Rotates back out front for Nisley as they reverse it to the other corner. Scow is open for three. Nearly banked in. Another offensive rebound momentarily for the Indies and Schenk, but they force a tie-up. Ava Cummins got her hands in there, and the possession arrow favors Lincoln. Did a good job. She went in with both hands. Got both hands on it, and it was a jump ball. A lot of open looks so far for Indy Gilmington here in the early going. Got a couple of chances on that possession. Full court pressure for the Indies, but the Hornets break, and they have numbers. Three on two. Huber gets to the left block, feeds it inside for Sanchez, who taps it in for two. And we are tied at two apiece. Nice job by Sanchez. She took her time when she got it, and she put it in. Nicely kicks it in. Now goes back outside zone defense this time. Momentarily for the Hornets. Now it morphs into a man. 
Now back into that 2-3 zone. Nicely takes it to the right elbow. Back out it goes. Pronjinski with the basketball. Guarded by Cummings. Nicely rotates into the corner. Now Scow with it. Throws it for Shank, who wasn't ready for it. They got uh, Nisley open. She goes one more into the corner. Open for three. It's Pronjinski. That misses long. Another rebound for Lincoln. It's brought down by Felicity Frey. And nice, Hor- nice box out there by Frey. And the Hornets want to slow this game down. Indies love to go up-tempo here, but the Hornets, no problem trying to slow it down. Force pass inside. It's picked off by Cassidy Dano. Numbers for the Indies. Nisley down the lane. Can't finish the right-handed layup. Ball deflected out of bounds off the fingertips of it stays with the Indies. Those are the types of shots you just can't miss yep. in these tournament games. Especially for the first team all-conference selection, Arabelle Nisley had a great look getting downhill. The number is in her favor, but just couldn't get it in the rim. Driving on the inbound is Scow. Got whacked along the way and picks up the foul against the Hornets. She will head to the free throw line. Follows on number 40, Gabriella Heredia. That's her first, team first, but that was one of the things Colt Schulte said. Those girls had to stay out of foul trouble tonight. So Makai Scow, the sophomore, will shoot a couple for the Indies. Had a lot of trouble back in the opening round game on Tuesday against Oliva Strump from the line. First one here is no good. It's always important in this instance, Butch, to hit one early yes. for any player in particular. That confidence can somewhat be contingent on whether or not you're making them on your first one or two tries here. Second attempt for Scow is up and good, and the Indies reclaim the lead. Nothing but that. I like the way she stepped back, you know, breathed deeply, took her mind off of it, and came back to the line. 3-2 Independence, Gilmington, three minutes gone by. Covings gets the ball in the front court. They beat the pressure, but it's knocked away by Shank and stolen by Nisley. She takes it the length of the floor and scores the layup. Doesn't miss it that time, huh? That one not nearly as contested. The Indies go up by three. Full court pressure again. Another steal for Nisley and another bucket. Arabelle Nisley, a quick four for the Indies and an early timeout called by Bill Schulte and Lincoln. We'll step aside, 14.46 to play in the first. It's 7-2 Indies here on WHTL. A 5-0 spurt for the Indies. The last four scored by Arabelle Nisley has given Independence Gilmington a 7-2 lead, a little bit more than three minutes played. Indies will back off their full court pressure, and Lincoln will bring it down the floor with no pressure. As they move to our left in this packed gymnasium, Pass up top for Monte Sanchez. Pass it to the sideline. It was not touched by an Indies. It goes out of bounds, and the Hornets turn it over. Coach Schulte can't be happy about that. He just called that timeout to get his girls to settle down and get away from the turnovers. They come back out, and what, 10 seconds yep. in, they turn it over again. It's important how you use those timeouts, of course, especially in this environment for a road team like Lincoln. There are a lot of Indy fans here tonight. Driving Shank gets to the baseline. Tough angle. She got pushed a little too deep. Yeah, she airballs the floater, rebounded by Sanchez, as she outlets to Ava Cummings. Coming splits the defense, passes right. That one not deflected. It goes out of bounds. Another ill-advised turnover for Lincoln. They're starting to pile up here in the first few minutes. They've got six already, Mitchell. Horse turnovers and shots, I would assume, at this point in the yes, game. Yes, I think they've got three shots. Yeah, not many. And he's going to slow things down. Or Shane crosses the timeline to our right. Passed in the corner. Ball was dropped by Pronjinski and taken away by Gabby Heredia. Oh, the Hornets get it right back. Ava Cummings brings it down the floor, looking to get going. Good defense by the Indies up front. Here comes a double on her. Spits it into the corner. Driving baseline right is Isabel Huber, and she was tripped up on the drive. It'll be the first foul of the game against Independence Gilmington. I believe it's going to go on number 24, Micaiah Scow. That'll be her first team first. So Lincoln will inbound underneath. First substitution for the Indies says Shauna Dano enters. Micaiah Scow will get a breather. 
Dano, for a freshman, had a real nice game up at Gilmington the other night. I thought she played very well. Here, Napa Auto Parts are Florence player of the game for that one. Inbound underneath goes to Sanchez. She backs down her defender, and Dano gets underneath, kicks it back out front, driving down the lane as Huber throws up a tough shot. Won't go, but Heredia has the offensive rebound on the right baseline. Heredia goes up under, puts it up, and that one rolls off no good. Had a great move and a good look. And now a foul called in the backcourt on Isabel. Huber trying to poke it free from Nora Schenk, and she picks up the personal. That's her first team second. Maybe not a real advised uh, foul. I mean, she she was 83 feet yep. from the basket. And this is not a deep Hornets team, so fouls like that are certainly ones you are looking to avoid. Indies with a 7-2 lead. Three and a half minutes played, or four and a half minutes played, I beg your pardon. Here in the second round playoff matchup, the three seed versus the six seed. In the corner, near side, Pronjinski passes inside for Dano, but the shot is blocked. Good defense by the Horns to recover. Cummings brings it down the floor, gets baseline right, pivots and passes inside for Monse Sanchez, and back out it goes. In the right corner, Cummings spaces a double, and she gets into a straight jacket. It's a possession arrow situation, and it goes back to the Indies. You cannot expose that ball in front of these independent Gilmington guards, can you? No, you can. And if there's been one thing clear so far here in the early going, the Indies want anybody besides Ava Cummings to beat them. She has not been able to get any sort of look at all. And there's been a lot of pressure out on the perimeter against her. Indies still up five. High-low pass for Dano deflected. Still loose. And we're going to have another jump ball. Possession arrow this time to Lincoln as Dano had it tied up with Gabby Heredia. And a good idea, but she needed to throw it about three inches higher. Yep. Hornets defense was surrounding on the perimeter, but no one really back to play the pass inside, but it wasn't elevated enough, and as a result, the turnover occurs. So Lincoln still down five, trying to snap a bit of a three-and-a-half-minute scoreless drought. And here's a drive and a foul as a hand check's going to be called on the Indies with Felicity Frey trying to drive from the corner. That ball is on number 21, Shauna Dano. That's her first, team second. So each team with two fouls apiece. Our score is 7-2, Indy Gilmington. They've got the last five in this game, but we haven't seen the team score in the last two and a half minutes. Pass inside is going to poke free from uh, Sanchez inside. Tough angle to handle. Indy's with the turnover. Pass to Sean Dano up top was nearly taken away, and now it is taken away. Felicity Fred jumps the pass, takes it down the floor, and scores the layup. A much-needed basket for Elma Center, and they're back within a possession at 7-4. Now as he picks up her dribble high on the right, man-to-man defense, this possession for Lincoln. Pass inside, caught by Nasley, tried to split the defense but lost the ball. Got it back, though. Frey picks her up in the corner, passes back right of the circle for Shank. Crosses over, drives down the lane, floats it up. It's in and out. Ball is still loose underneath, and Sanchez comes away with Link for Lincoln, but she walked as she was trying to escape, and that'll be a tough turnover to swallow for the Hornets. Number 25, Taylor Zilla in for the Indies. That's one thing Lincoln's done well most of this game. They had the possession where they gave up a couple of offensive rebounds, but they've done a nice job keeping the Indies to one and done on this end of the floor. Both Danos are out now as Scowl comes in for Shauna Dano. 12.06 first half, Indy 7, Hornets 4. Inbound underneath, nothing there. Pass right of the circle. Goes for Taylor Silla, passes to Scowl. Drives from the left wing. Little push up, but perhaps got away with it. Indies with the basketball, another near turnover as Silla just barely keeps her pivot foot down. Handoff, Scow takes it to the left elbow. Nora Schenk goes back to her in between the arcs. Drives left side, collides with the body, goes back out for Nisley. Indies working patiently, offensively up three. Pronjinski drives, hands off Scow, gets to the mid-range jumper, puts up the J. It's no good. Offensive rebound, though, on the weak side for Nora Schenk. 
Goes back out. Scout will rise and fire up top. That's no good off back iron. And a rebound for Monte Sanchez and Lincoln. Sanchez and Heredia are doing the job. I think Coach uh, Schulte wants them to do, especially on the defensive board so far. Hornets down three, driving right side. Huber throws an off-balance shot, no good, but then tapped out of bounds. Off the hand of Sanchez, it belongs to the Indies. Kind of a tripped-up shot there by Huber, but almost went in. Yep. All these teams would love to see a three-pointer go down. Almost every point that's been scored in this game has been in the painted area on a layup. I've seen a couple free throws from the Indies attempted as well. Here's a drive from the right side. Shank left it short. She got a clear path to the basket. But the Hornets able to wall it off at the last second and come away with the rebound. Seven minutes played here in the first half. 7-4, Indy Gilmington in front. Another steal for Arabelle Nisley. Trying to outrace the Lincoln defense, and she can. It's blocked from behind by both Huber and Frey. It's off Lincoln. Indies will keep it, but that keeps two points off the board. Yeah, that was looking like that was going to be a two-point uh, two scored on the turnover there, and they didn't do it. But to this point, who, who's taking advantage of what is the uh, contest, the flow of the game, the speed of it? What, who's benefiting from that in your mind, Mitchell? I think Lincoln is benefiting with pace so far because they've done a nice job slowing this down. The Indies haven't been able to score on the fast break. Nisley catches underneath and can't finish. I think that's a big reason for it, Butch. Indies have had a tougher time now scoring in the half court. A lot of their points have come off steals and drives to the basket. Hornets try to tie the game with a three, get within a point with a basket underneath. Sanchez picks up her dribble in the corner, passes back out front, caught by Kaylee Carrillo, and now flips it back high on the right for Felicity Frey. Hornets moving to our left, over the top pass for Cummings is too high and picked off. Stolen by Addison Pronjinski, advances it ahead to Scow. In the corner it goes, and we're going to have a foul call as Shank got tangled up with Frey, and that's going to be an important foul. I believe that's the second on Frey. Uh, no, it's the first. first okay. First on her third team foul. You're correct on that. And a timeout call by Bill Schulte trying to get his group a little organized here. 10-23 to play here in the opening half. Low-scoring game so far. It's the Indy 7, Hornets 4. You're listening to High School Basketball on W. Back from the top, 7-4. The lead currently for Indy Gilmington. They have not trailed in what has been a low-scoring defensive slugfest so far. Hornets just called their second of five timeouts. Indies have yet to use one. It's Indy Gilmington basketball after the timeout as they move to our right. Nicely open on the right wing, but does not take the three. Passes for Scout at the top of the circle. One-on-one with Carrillo. Drives left lane line, but had it poked away and stolen by Carrillo. Good defense inside a well by Heredia to wall her off. In transition, Cummings finds Frey. She drives in, throws up a layup, but left it short. Good defense on the inside by the Indies. Ball poked free on a double team on the baseline. But it's last touched off of Lincoln. It belongs to Indy Gilmington. When was the last time the point was scored? It's been a while. <laughs> About four minutes at least since we've seen a bucket for either side here. Indies haven't scored in five-plus minutes. They went up 7-2 to on the stolen basket by, or I should say, steal and bucket by Nisley, but they have been quiet since. Driving Shank stops left elbow, goes back up top for Scow, who then hands it off to Addison Pronjinski. As they even up the floor, Nisley comes and gets it on the left wing, looks inside, nothing there, though. Brings it back to the chop. Pronjinski high on the right, guarded by Carrillo. Puts the ball on the deck, but drives it right into the defense, and that's going to be a travel, not a hell ball. And that's a big difference there because Lincoln wouldn't have gotten it otherwise. And it goes to the Hornets here on the walk. I think it was the right call. It yeah. was a jump ball, but I think she took a couple of little Freddie Flintstone steps there before they uh, was a held ball. Hornets doing a great job defensively, but have not had any rhythm on the offensive side, mostly because Ava Cummings has yet to shoot the ball. 
Cummings now wide open in the corner for three, but that one misses long. Sanchez could not handle the rebound. It is off of her, out of bounds to in the Indies. And that is the best look Cummings has had and really the only look to this I, point. I think that may be her first yeah. shot. They have put an emphasis on her, and rightfully so. Cummings averages better than 15 a game. Substitution on the floor. We got Samantha Prindle coming in here. She'll replace Monse Sanchez, who gets her first breather. 7-4 Indies, 9 and change to play here in the first half. Neither side has really taken advantage of this low-scoring game. If either side would have made a few baskets, they could have a substantial lead here yeah. already. Again, every point's going to matter in this game, the way it's been played so far. Makaya Scout passes into the corner. Noah Shank enters it in, goes back out nicely, drives from the right wing, gets to the baseline, gets an angle underneath, but goes back to the outside for Shank, who walked with the ball first and turns it over. Turnover for the Indies. Outside of Arabelle Nisley, no one has really been able to create offense. Norris Shank did in the early going, going downhill and scoring a quick bucket, but outside of those two, the Indies haven't really been able to generate any no. offensive looks. They've had a few looks, but now we got another travel. Rio stopped it, picked up her pivot foot. She turned it over, looked like the right call from here. She does not agree, but a turnover <laughs> for the Hornets. Story for Lincoln this game, Butch, has been, I'm pretty sure they have more turnovers and shot attempts, which is, of they, course, a big deal going up against this indie defense. Just over halfway through the first half here, they've got 11 turnovers, Mitchell. And that's not a formula for success, especially in the postseason. They're down three, though, seven to four. Indies with the lead. Inside pass, backing down Dano. Stops, but it looked like she had a look there. Yep. Goes back up Ty Scow. She drives down the lane, got whacked as she threw up a layup, and she will head to the line for the second time tonight. And she got a clear driving angle towards the goal. Falls on number 40. That is the second on Gabby Heredia. It was actually on Prindle. It was on Prindle. Yeah, okay. so her first. Excuse me, Prindle's first. So four different Hornets with one foul each there, but it looked like Heredia was in the neighborhood of that. Two shots here for Makaya Scow. Her first one is no good. Split the pair last time she was there. And he's for this game have three made field goals. She's showing that frustration already. You got to just shake it off and concentrate and focus on doing this next one. Coach still has still emphasized, even though the free throws aren't going, it's still important to get it there because you're getting the opposition in the foul trouble. Second free throw for Scout is no good and rebounded by Prindle. So an empty possession for the Indies. They're one for four at the line here in the opening half. Cummings brings it down. 2-3 zone defense for the Indies. This is what it's been all night so far. Low pass. Prindle can't handle it. And turned over again by Lincoln. And that's been the story of it, Butch. It's not just turnovers, but it's turnovers like that. It's that unforced errors a lot on both sides. And with those, they haven't gotten up shots in those possessions either. So as a result, you're not even getting a chance to score, really. Scow was 0 for 4 Tuesday night from the line, so she's 1 for 4 here. Frey nearly jumped another pass and took it the other way. She gets the seal. She feeds it off to Cummings. 3-on-3 three three momentarily. Frey gets it back left side. Leaves it off for Carrillo back out, but they pass up on a three. Cummings open in the corner. She'll take it for the tie. Ring it up. A three-pointer for Ava Cummings, and the standout sophomore is on the board. A 5-0 run now for Lincoln to tie this game. Just a second top attempt for Cummings, and now a foul on Frey, and that is indeed her second. And Coach Bill Schulte, not a fan of that call. He lets the official know about it. Number 22, Felicia Frey. Felicity Frey, her second, team fifth. So Frey comes out. She'll likely sit for the remainder of the half. Gabby Heredia also checks out. Monte Sanchez returns for Lincoln. And we got Isabel Huber back in. Makaya Scow will come out for the Indies. Actually, we, nope, we're good. Looks <laughs> like there's a little miscommunication mis on the substitution well, there, but the Indies get it straightened out. 
The officials did a good job. They didn't inbound the ball with six players on the yeah. floor for one team that time. <laughs> 7.45 first half. We are tied at 7 in the second-round playoff matchup between Indy Gilmington and Elma Center Lincoln. Pronjinski or Norris Schenk in the corner, I beg your pardon, dribbles in, but then goes back out for Nisley. Here's Cassidy Dano back to Arabelle. Takes it to the free-throw line and now hands it off for Pronjinski. Looks inside for Dano, who's trying to post up. Now they feed her, trying to back down Cummings. Back out Nisley. She'll look for the equalizer, and it's short. It bounces off somebody's shoe, off Dano's. It belongs to the Hornets. Lincoln, and to me, Butch, I think has been the better defensive team in this game, and we've got a timeout called by John Zillow. We can talk a little bit more about that when we come back. 7-18 to play. We are tied at 7 here in the first half. We're back in 30 seconds on WHTO. Mitchell Speltz and Butch Holma back with you here from Independence High School. Winner of this game advances to face 2-seed Royal or 10-seed Blair Taylor. We are tied at 7 and what has been a low-scoring game, to say the least. We've got 14 points and 20 turnovers between the two squads so far. And make it 21. Coming, say, a little past going to Carrillo. She was cut into the basket, and as a result, she throws it out of bounds. That was one of them zig and zag things. Yep. I thought you were going to zig, and you zagged on me. And to go back to the point I was making before the break, I think Lincoln's been a little bit more locked in defensively. Indies. Haven't been able to really generate much offense. As here's a drive in, a travel call. Ooh. Cummings throws up a wall, and Shank falls over. I think that's the right call. Some Indy fans want to foul there. I think if it was a foul, it might have gone the other way. It yeah. may have been an offensive foul. Looks like Cummings had her position there. So Lincoln will inbound as there's a near turnover there. Sanchez looks for some help, goes back to Huber along the right sideline. Has that knocked away, picked up by Sanchez. Lobs it back to Cummings, got to get over quick, and she does. Ava Cummings splits the defense as she tries to pass it. It's turned over. Transition for the Indies. Here comes Shank. Two on one, puts it up and angles it in. First points in over six minutes for the Indies as Nora Shank has the bucket, her second of the game, and the Indies are back on top, nine to seven. Six and a half minutes to play in the first. Inside pass, Sanchez, a lot of contact and a foul called by Scow. Fouls on number 24, Makaya Scow. That's only the third foul on the Indies, but it's her second. But to finish up on that point, I think Lincoln's in a spot where the way they've played, I think they have to feel good down just two points right now because oh. a lot of the mistakes they've made are ill-advised. Yeah, they're self-induced. A lot of the turnovers are, are unforced errors. Indies haven't gotten their shots to go down. They haven't made a three-pointer yet in this game. They've left some points at the free throw line. They've had their fair share of turnovers, too. But it's because of some pass and some good defense. As here's nicely ripping away another one. And then we got a foul called in the backcourt. And I believe, Butch, that is on Felicity Frey, who came back in and she just picked up her third foul. Yep, that was strictly a frustration foul after losing that turn, or, you know, committing that turnover. That is her third, team six. So the Indies will be in the bonus the last 626. But the way they've shot free throws this year, Mitchell, I don't know. If that's good or bad. No, we'll see. Bonus the rest of the way for the Indies this half. Shank takes it to the right of the circle as they lead it by two. Spins, gets inside of the block, throws up a tough one against some good defense, but missed it. And the rebound for Sanchez. Nice job by Frey there because uh, she could have followed her very easy, and she just stepped back and let her have the shot. Cummings drives right side, stops at the top. Needs some help. That one nearly thrown away. Sanchez collects, drives baseline right. Gets inside, pushes it to the near corner. Huber pumps Travel. it, then shoots it and turns it over. Another turnover for the Indies as she shuffled the feet. Wasn't quite ready to shoot that one. And the Hornets down just two. Last time we saw these two teams play it was 25-15 Lincoln at halftime. The way this is going, first to 30, my winning. <laughs> yeah. 
for the game, not yes. for the half. <laughs> well, we see if we get the 20 points before halftime for either side. Just a two-point lead currently for the Indies. Nora Shank drives right side, gets in close. Good angle, but couldn't finish. Too strong again as Sanchez just altered the shot enough. That's about three layups that the Indies have missed here, that point-blank range. Huber stops in the corner. Cummings has it high on the left. Enters for Sanchez. Passes it outside. Carrillo for the lead. She's open, but can't convert. Rebound on the perimeter for Nora Shank. Lincoln would have had their first lead of the night had that gone down. Nisley, right of the circle, picks it up, goes up top for Shank. Looks inside and out there, goes back to Arabel. The first team all conference selection passes left. Pronjinski now to Shank in the corner. Enter for Dano. That one knocked away, but Dano able to recover and get it back outside. Good active hands by Sean Dano. Nisley open right side, puts it up and puts it down. Arabel Nisley hits it from distance. She's got seven of the 12 in the first half for the Indies. And they lead it by five once again. Their largest lead, only two possessions, but feels a lot more than that the way this game's been played. Boy, if either side gets to a double-digit lead tonight, it's going to yep. seem huge, isn't it? Huber pulls up for the mid-range jumper, left double extended, missed it long. It's an air ball picked up by Sanchez, who had it knocked away on the baseline. Last touch by the Indies, it stays here. Let's go back to your point, Butch. Every point is so hard to come by. And five-point lead, I mean, you could get it in an instant in some games, but it is... Hard working tonight to score any points, and the officials are letting them play in this one. Five points is about eight trips up and down the floor. Yes, Mitchell. it is. And one thing Coach Schulte told to us, the game, the way this game is officiated, I think matters, and they're letting them play. And I think that certainly helps out Lincoln, especially with their lack of depth and the size they have. Cummings drives inside, tries to bank it in close. Can't do it from a couple feet out. Rebound underneath for the Indies' Cassidy Dano. Here come the Indies in transition on the baseline. Taylor Silla nearly fell out of bounds. It's a back to Micaiah Scow. Scow in some trouble as she's surrounded by Carrillo. Nearly threw that one away. Recovered on the perimeter by Addison Pronjinski. Drives inside, traveled. and before she threw up a shot, she traveled. That's kind of been the story of it. A lot of contact inside, but Lincoln's done a nice job staying straight up, and because of that, off-balance shots and turnovers. Yeah, the Indies are having a five-point lead here, but their shooting percentage has got to be woeful. And this is worst-case scenario for Coach Zilla, who... Really feels like this team can make a run because of their defense, but it's the offensive side that's going to be feast or famine for them either tonight or going forward. Ball knocked away near center court. It's picked up and loose ball. They're letting this play on for a while, and we got a jump ball. Possession arrow Indies as it was recovered by Addison Pronjinski. I think Coach Zilla's uh, upworthiness or why he's concerned about that is the official from way over here on the far side yep. called that. There was two officials closer to that. And we were further away yet, yeah. uh, you know, but uh, Zilla taking a seat as uh, Shank came back in for the Indies. 4-2 to play in the first half. It is 12-7 Indies on top. They haven't trailed. It's the second time in this game they've led it by five of the largest margin of the night. Makaya Scout, top of the circle, takes a dribble, then passes it away to Shank, who has it one-on-one -on -one here against Heredia. A little bit of a mismatch. Doesn't take it, though. And that one nearly thrown away. Gets it to Bronjinski as Carrillo guards. A good defender. Passes back to Shank. Puts her head down. Gets to the rim. Puts it up and left it short again. Another good recovery defensive instance there for Lincoln to deny the shot in close. Shank has had her way getting in. She's missed four shots inside yep. the paint now. She made half of those. Would have been interesting. Hubing gets it inside to Cummings, who hits the turnaround jumper from the free throw line. She's going to be a key player for Lincoln. If she gets going, she can spark this Hornets offense looking for points. 12-9 game field goal edge for the Indies. 
Bronjinski left of the circle, goes back in between the arcs for Scout. Entry pass, oh. passed up inside by Dana. Instead gets it to Nisley, who takes the free throw line jumper. It's no good, and we're going to have another jump ball. You could hear the gas from the crowd in the background. Dana, if she turned around, had she a wide-open look. Yeah, there was nobody behind her. I did not take it. As a result, jump ball, possession arrow, Hornets. Full-court pressure is on, but Let the it. Indies are going to get it right back as the overhead basket. Pass. I don't think it was touched, and as a result, it's going to come all the way back to this end of the floor. Not a bad idea, but not really the play you want to throw it down the floor to in Heredia, who's not quite an open floor kind of player, so you're trying to get that more to a guard. Well, Heredia is more your bump and grind yep. underneath. She's going to give you everything she's got under there, but out in the open court to chase that one down was asking a lot of her. Inbound pass goes to Sean Dano, drives and kicks to Shank, pivots a few times now, wheels her way in close, puts up the floater, and that one will drop. I nope. guess she needs to stop before she gets to the yep. layup, huh, Mitchell? 14 points now for the Indies. They lead it by five. Shank and Nisley have 13 of the 14. The other one belongs to Micaiah Scow on a free throw. 12, 2.45 to play in the first half. Five-point lead for the Indies. Turnaround jumper for Sanchez is blocked inside by Shauna Dano. Nisley leads the break. A two-on-one all the way in and scoops it in. Arabelle Nisley once again leads the break for the Indies. They go up by seven in an instant. On the other side, ball is loose, and we will have a timeout called by Bill Schulte. That is his third of the half used. He's got two remaining, and as a result, we'll step aside for 30 seconds. 16-9, Independence Gilmington. They lead it by seven with 2.26 to play here in the first on WHT. Indy's starting to gain a little momentum before halftime. They've scored four quick points to go up by seven. 16-9, the advantage for the Indies. Lincoln just used their third timeout of the game. They've got two remaining. As a result, though, it saves the possession, which is important the way this game has gone so far. Ava Cummings from the right wing, enters it in for Sanchez. Here comes a double team. Gets it in for Heredia. Turnaround hook shot. Won't go. Ball still loose. Carrillo able to dig it up for Lincoln. Gets it back out. Heredia tries a three, and she cans it. Her first points of the night are big. A huge offensive rebound for Kaylee Carrillo. Set that all up, and the Hornets are back down four, 16-12. Makaya Scow thought about it, passed it up, goes inside instead, lost her balance, throws it up underhand, no good. Cummings the rebound, doesn't have numbers, one on three. Bump from behind by Sean Dano, picks up her dribble in the corner, enters inside, back out Heredia, another three-pointer, it's good. Back-to-back threes for Gabby Heredia, and in the blink of an eye, the Hornets are down by one. Their third three-pointer of the first half, Indies have yet to hit one. Uh, Nisley's got Nisley one. got one, I beg your pardon. Hot pass inside, deflected. That's stolen by Sanchez. And then Scowie will swipe it free. And Nisley has to take away. Numbers for the Indies. Low pass for Pronjinski in the corner. Enters for Dano. Lost it off her leg. Out of bounds. Turnover to the Hornets. That looked like a shot Nisley was actually going to take from the three-point line. And then passes a little bit low for Pronjinski in the corner. And that kind of threw out the timing of that entire possession. We're now tied. 31 points, 31 turnovers in this first half between the two squads. And a little stoppage. I think Bill Schulte had a few words for the official before they give the ball up. And now the Hornets have in the backcourt against the full-court pressure. Heredia, who's got the last six, passes back to Isabel Huber, who then throws it away. Stolen by Pronjinski, but left the layup short. And then an over-the-back call against the Indies. Hornets will get it right back. And I think they got Scow for that foul, and they did. That is her third. She's definitely done for the half. Now, they only have four fouls on the 
Indies here in the first half, but three are on our starting uh, post player, Micaiah Scow. And she had a big impact, especially in the second half in their comeback victory against the Hornets two weeks ago. And she has yet to really make herself a factor here in the first half. Kaylee Carrillo hands off Cummings, open, tries the three for the lead, and there it goes. Ava Cummings makes it a 9-0 run for the Hornets on three straight three-pointers, 18-16 Lincoln. Indies need an answer before halftime. Nora Shank spins along the left double, gets inside, walked with the yeah. ball. A lot of that indecisive dribbling inside. Turnover, Indy Gilmington with 48 seconds to go in the opening half. Once again, they pass ahead for Carrillo. They had numbers as no one covered her. Drives, loses her dribble for a second. Hands off Isabel Huber. Good ball fake. Gets to the short corner. Her jumper is long. Her ready, though, the offensive rebound. Turnaround jumper, no good. Rebounded on the weak side by Nora Shank. 30 to seconds to go in the first half. Indy's down 18-16 for the first time tonight. Nisley open, but passes up in the corner. Gets it back. Bronzinski now top of the circle. Back to Nisley. Drives into the paint. Reaching by Carrillo. No foul call. Ball loose and taken away by Cummings. Ava Cummings wants to slow it down. 15 seconds to play in the first half. Heredia with the ball. Looks across the court. Has Huber, who bobbles with eight seconds. Horton's got to go. Huber goes inside for Sanchez. She catches, angles it up. No good. Rebound by the Indies and Pronjinski. Got to fire it up. She does, and it's going to be well short, and that is the end of the first half. Right when this game looked like it was going to get out of hand towards the Indies, the Hornets end the half with nine straight points on three consecutive three-pointers. And at the break, it is Elma Center Lincoln 18, Independence Gilmington 16. We'll take a break for halftime, come back with the tools and numbers in just a few minutes. You're listening to Girls Playoff Basketball on WH. Welcome into halftime here from Independence High School. The Hornets used nine consecutive points to end the half to go up by two. 18-16 as the sixth seed has the lead over the three seed at halftime. And Butch, back and forth, I guess, but defensive struggle to say the least. It really has. And some of it is great defense and some of it is just bad shot selection or, or poor shots. I don't know what to tell you. I haven't been keeping a shot chart, but I don't think either side is shooting over 25, 30% from the field. Obviously, keep this in mind with the Indies, at least. They trailed by 10 last time at half to the Hornets, came back and won. They took the lead back rather quickly in that one. Only down two here, but they led for almost the entire of that first half, yeah, though. Yeah, they did. And hey, the Hornets closed out fast. Let's look at some first-half numbers. First for the homestanding Independence Gilmington Indies. They were led by Ira Bell nicely with nine, Nora Shank with six, and Mariah Scow with one. They've committed four fouls, but three of those four are on Scow, their post player. She is one for four from the free throw line. That's all the free throws they've shot, so 25% for the line. Like I said, just four fouls, but 15 turnovers in the first half on the Indies. Leading the way for the Lincoln Hornets is uh, Ava Cummings with eight, six for Gabrielle Heredia. And she had two big threes, what, in the last minute yep. and a half, two minutes of the half. And rounding out the scoring with two each was uh, uh, Felicity Fry, Frey and uh, Montessert, uh Sanchez with two. They committed six personal fouls. They have the same situation, though. Frey has three of those yep. six and nine. Team turnovers in the first half. Yeah, less than desirable first half. Before we do go to breaking it to the start of the second half, some scores to yes, update you do. on. I'll leave that to you. At halftime, CFC is leading Brookfield, Brookwood 19 to 40 to 19. Cashton and Kickapoo. We thought we had a defensive battle. This one is 12 to 12 at half. At Auburndale, they are leading Whitehall 40 to 19 at half. And the big one that pertains to our game at halftime, Blair Taylor 30, Royal 20. 
Major upset watching. Coach Steen thought they had it, or Coach Leon rather, thought they had a legitimate chance to win yep. that game, and they have put the Royal Panthers on upset alert through 18 minutes. Indies might be on upset alert as well, down by two with the second half just a few minutes away. We'll step aside, come back with the start of the second half after this here on W. We are just moments away from the start of the second half from Independence High School where the Indies, the number three seed, trail six seed Lincoln by two. 18-16, Hornets enter the second half by scoring the last nine points all on three-pointers. Gabby Heredia hit two, and then Ava Cummings hit one to put the Hornets ahead for the first time. And we'll see if the Hornets can continue that momentum into the second half. But it was the Indies last time these two teams played exactly two weeks ago. Down by 10 at halftime, roared back quickly to take the lead, and they did not look back in an eight-point victory. You know, in that game, they came out at halftime and had a couple of quick turnovers and got those layups like they did at the very beginning of the game here tonight. See if they can replicate that. Indies won both of these matchups in the regular season by eight points, 48-40 in Lincoln on December 12th, and 50-42 two weeks ago on February 9th in Gilmington. Indies have the ball to start the second half. They move to our left, Norris Shank. Drives right side, nowhere to go. Instead, we'll just hand it off for the senior, Pronjinski. Nazi with the ball, team leader in points with nine. Looks for some space, gets to the right side of the floor. Flips it back out front. Cassidy Dano now in the corner. Pronjinski's open for three. Cannot hit. Rebound fought for on the deck goes. Uh, it looked like Frey had the ball, almost traveled with it, but just got it away. No travel called. Hornets have it moving to our right. Huber right of the circle. They leave her open, so she'll take it, and she leaves it short. Frey the rebound, and she reverses it in. Just kind of a little flip up underneath, and she got it to go. A tough angle, and because the shot was airballed, it was easier for Lincoln to rebound. They've now scored 11 in a row and lead it 20-16. to Indy's looking for any kind of offense here. It has been all Nisley and Shank in this game. They've got all but one point, and now Nisley shuffles the feet and turns it over. That's been the story for both teams. Really ill-advised turnovers, more so for Lincoln, and now they're starting to settle in. And as a result, they've been more effective offensively going back to the late stages of the first half. Lincoln's hitting the shots that are presented. Independence had those shots available in the paint in that first half and just couldn't finish. And a lot of coulda, woulda, shouldas, especially for the Indies. Ball poke free, still rolling around. Last touch by Arabelle Nisley. As Isabel Huber couldn't hold on to it, Lincoln will keep it, though. We saw her brother, Ethan Isley, show off his great defensive skills last time. A couple times we saw Blair and Arabelle very much as active on the defensive side. Inbound go over to the Horns near center court. Back to Frey, who gets left alone. 2-3 zone defense for the Indies against this Hornets offense. Ava Cummings enters it inside a little turn. No shot for Heredia. Gives it to Frey. Short corner jumper. Good again. Velocity Frey has got the last four. For the Hornets, the Hornets as a team have scored the last 13. And the Indies are down by six. Down the lane, Shank floats it up. That's in and out. Dano the rebound. Put back no, still loose. Rebound underneath for Isabel Huber and Lincoln. John Ziller remaining calm on that sideline for the Indies as they trail by six. A minute 30 gone by in the second half. Ava Cummings left of the circle, dribbles in, now picks it up. Flips it to the near side, nearly threw it away, but Frey tracks it down. Frey playing with three fouls, throws it cross court, nearly turned over. Cummings keeps it alive, puts up a jumper that was partially blocked by Dano. Recovered by Lincoln underneath, and they get it back to the outside. Frey swims by Nisley, but his body bumped and fouled. That'll be the first on Arabelle Nisley, first team foul here in the half. He saw the Indies go about six minutes without scoring, going back early stages first half. They are near that mark again. Here as we play into the second half, they have not scored in last seven 
minutes plus here. Number 22, Catherine Kappa, freshman comes in. Coach Zilla didn't know how much she'd play tonight. She's nursing a little bit of a bad knee. Hornets looking to keep this run going. Frey right in the circle, goes back up top for Huber. They offer a screen, but instead it goes inside for Sanchez, who feeds inside for Heredia. Ball gets wrapped up. No jump ball. It's still live, and now we're going to get a foul call against the Indies. Zilla was looking for a tie-up. They let that go on for a long time. And the foul is going to go on the Indies' Addison Pronjinski. Her first, team second. Andy Gillington down by six. A little more than two minutes play. Inbound coming. She rises, fires, and hits. Ava Cummings rings the bell from three. Timeout, John Zilla and Independence as the Hornets have opened up a nine-point lead. We're back in 30 seconds here on WHTL. It's 25-16 Lincoln. First timeout used by the Indies, and rightfully so. 16 consecutive points scored by Lincoln. They were down seven. They are now up nine, two and a half minutes into the second half. Still plenty of time, but the Indies got to find a way to get some offense here. They have the basketball moving to our left in the home white uniforms. Norris Shank, right of the circle, passes out front nicely, drives down the lane, floats it up. That's good. Go to the go-to score there. Arabelle nicely makes it 25-18. First points in over eight minutes of game action for the Indies. Right of the circle, Huber gets it to Cummings, who just hit it three moments ago. Feeds it inside, knocked away from Heredia. Ball still loose. Frey picks it up, finds Cummings. Recovers her dribble, needs some help. Trying to spit it out of there, throws up a shot instead. No good. Had her own miss for a second, but then Shank comes up with it for the Indies. Three on three down the floor. Shank stops, gets it to the corner. Pumping out a three and traveling is Catherine Kampa, turnover Indies. You know, it's happening on both sides here tonight, Mitchell. I think these girls may have gotten used to taking that little drop step and getting away with it yep. not being a called travel, but this set of officials is calling it. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong, because it probably is traveling, but, you know, you see them get away with that a lot of times. Here they are again. Lincoln now turns it over, stolen by Shank, trying to outrace the defense. Got in close. Huber fouled her as she tried to get that up, and that'll be a foul on Lincoln. I actually thought that might have been pretty clean defense there and said they're going to get a Lincoln foul on Isabel Huber. That'll be her second first team foul of the half. But that right there is what Indy's been missing tonight. They have had virtually no transition game. Nope. A couple early. A couple yeah. early when they got it up to 7-2. Uh, to two. So two shots here for Nora Shank. The freshman, her first throw here is no good. Missed it to the left. And these become oh so more important now for an Indy's team that struggles from the line shooting just 47% as a team this season. Shank bends the knees, puts up the second, and it tickles Twine as she hits it. One for two for Nora Shank. Back comes in Micaiah Scout, who did not start this half with the three fouls. She's back in now at 14.42 to play. Three straight points now for the Indies to pull within two scores. It's 25-19 Lincoln. The 60 looking for the win on the road. Cummings breaks the pressure, has Frey down the floor, and Cummings saw that, panicked, and then double dribbled. She saw she had Frey for an instance, thought about it, and as a result, momentarily double dribbled and turned it over. Double dribble or a carry either way. She, yep. she, misjud- she juggled the ball. Yep, and the Indies get the stop in what was nearly transition for Lincoln. Indies can pull within one score here with a three-pointer, and Isley has it. Top of the circle, finds Shank, crosses over, drives left lane line all the way home, and she is fouled by Felicity Frey, and that is number four for the Lincoln guard. She's had an impact on this game here tonight. Yeah, she has, especially in the second half. She's got four points, but now she's got four personals. That is a fourth on her, the second team fall on Lincoln here in the half. 
So two more shots at the line for Nora Schenk. As she goes through her routine once again. First free throw is airborne and good. That one perfect. That'll build some confidence right there. Indy's back down five. And again, there's a lot of ball game left. But the way this game is played offensively, if you're either side, I think especially Indy Gilmington being kind of the favorite in this game, you don't want it to get too far out of hand here. Second free throw for Shank. That is in and out. No good. Rebound loose and scooped up by Dano. And then a jump ball forced by Sanchez before Dano could rip it away. And it goes back to Lincoln. And what's been key in this game, Butch, almost no post play tonight really? for the Indies. No. Cassie Dano does not have a point, and that's kind of their go-to player on the inside. Micaiah Scow has just one point. Throw near center court. Sanchez has it. Long pass. Carrillo, she's open. Takes it all the way down. Hits the layup, and she is fouled. Kaylee Carrillo leaked down the floor, and as the defense clamped in on her, she took the contact, finished the shot, and the Hornets get a much-needed answer. 27-29 the score. One more to come for Carrillo at the line. That was the second uh, number. Oh, oh, that's the second number 21, uh, Sean Adeno. Carrillo can't make the free throw, but we're going to have a jump on the rebound attempt. It was Heredia tangled up with a couple of Indies. Shank had the most, most hands on it, and it goes a jump to the Indies. Down seven here with 14.06 to play. Winner gets either Royal or Blair Taylor. The Wildcats that has the 10 seed. At a 10-point lead at halftime in that one, 30-20. Top of the circle, Shank passes to the corner. Bronzinski back to her. At the top, Scal is open, doesn't take the three, instead takes the free throw line jumper that was partially blocked by Heredia. Had a great look at it, hesitated, and ends up taking a tougher shot. In transition, Huber's shot blocked by Dano. It's loose and scooped up by Shank. Indies have numbers, three on two. Shank goes down the middle to the rim. Can't finish. Dano then over the back. It's going to Lincoln as she picks up her third. We don't, want, we don't want to pick on the young lady, but she's missed at least four or five shots that she normally makes. Yep, shows some good burst to get that angle to the basket, but just with some creep of contact in the neighborhood, not able to finish. Cassidy Dano in for Sister Shauna here. She's, like you said, she picked up her third it was the fourth team foul here in the half with about uh, four and a half minutes in. 13 and a half minutes to go. Cummings wide open. Huber will pump pass inside. Here's Sanchez puts on the deck. It's loose. Saves it for a moment and then fell on the end line. Turnover back to the Indies. Here the Indies, you could really use a three-pointer here, I think, or any sort of any jump score. shot, I think. You get down to if you can get it down to one score, I think especially in the next few minutes, I think John Zill is going to feel a lot more comfortable. But the Hornets are one three away from going up ten. Alma Center has had a chance to blow this one open here to start the second half, and they really haven't done it either. Scout drives left lane line, had it poked away, but got it back. She's a player that could really find a way offensively to get it going. She's a key component to this Indies team. Hand off Franjinski. She is hand checked and body bumped by Kaylee Carrillo, and the foul is going to go on her. Number twenty three. Carrillo with her, is that her first or second? That is her first. Her first. With 13.05 to go, 27-20. Hornets with a touchdown lead. Inbound coming underneath for Pronjinski. Gives it to Shank, left of the circle. Swipes it through. Drives down the middle of the lane, but gets stopped there by Sanchez. Good help defense. Up top, Scow now with the basketball, guarded by Cummings. Flips it over to Nisley, takes the screen. They switch it. Here comes Shank, driving baseline right in close. Puts it up. It's short again. Rebound, Sanchez. 
She had the shot she wanted one more time. She's getting to the rim at will, but she is leaving some points on the board. But some good Lincoln defense nonetheless on the recovery. Heredia goes back door. There's Huber. Pumps goes inside. Somehow Sanchez has it. Gets it to Heredia. Short jumper in and out. No good. And we've got a foul against the Indies. It's going to stay on this end as they're going to get that on Norris Shank. That'll be her first team fifth. Now starting to pile up a little quicker now for both teams here in the second half. Lincoln didn't take a free throw, didn't attempt a free throw in the first half. 0 for 1 here in the second half. Inbound coming. coming. She rises and fires. Can't hit from the corner. Rebound for Heredia. Gabby Heredia goes up under but can't finish in close. Ball still loose. Makaya Scout has it. Here comes a double, but she gets rid of it. Shank brings it down. Passes ahead for Nisley, but she caught it and walked. Another turnover for the Indies. And the good thing is with all these stoppages, not much time is coming off the clock. I guess that's the good news here. If you're the Indies, though, you're still down seven. Yeah. And Kaylee Carrillo is trying to get some medical attention. I think she might be kind of bleeding from inside her mouth, I think. Might have a bloody lip. And she took a hard shot on that foul by Nora Schenk, and they check out her on the sideline. She is going to come out of this game, though. Samantha Prindle is in. Horrence have only gone seven deep in this game. Carrillo and Prindle have come off the bench. And what was key last time, Butch, was foul trouble Lincoln had to endure with. Yep. Forced them to go a little bit deeper, but they've been able to stay out of that tonight for the exception of Frey. But their front court, more importantly, has really not picked up any fouls. Cummings drives, lobs inside for Sanchez. Extra pass, Heredia, and she banks it in from in close. Finishes on the right side of the paint, and Gabby Heredia has got eight points. Driving inside, Shank left it short again. Got her own miss, but then walked. Turnover Indies down by nine as Norris Shank once again gets inside there. And most importantly, Bush, she's missed some shots, but credit the Hornets for not fouling her when she's gotten in close. They have been straight up and legally defensively on almost every shot attempt There's from been inside a, the paint. A couple of those shots, I think she's just hurried it. I mean, she, yeah, Coach Lewis is going to have her sit down and think a little bit here, and he's talking to her now on the bench. Full-court pressure. Indies could really use a turnover here, trying to get the ball back. Heredia lobs a dangerous pass. Sanchez collects it, lobs it back to Heredia in the middle of the floor, now needs an outlet as she'll just dribble it down herself, and she gets it across to Cummings nearly an over and back there. Cummings will slow things down high on the left. Takes it to the top of the circle. Guarded by Nisley. A hand check foul is going to be called on the Indy guard. That will be the second on number three, Arabelle Nisley. But more importantly, that's the sixth. So with 11.40 to go, the Lincoln Hornets are in the free throw. I ride the bonus here the rest of the way. This feels like a very dangerous spot here. A three-pointer, I think, in particular for the Hornets. Really clamps the pressure on the Indies. Ball is loose. Nasley knocked it away. Pronjinski comes away with it. Racing Cummings down the floor. Gets inside. Missed the shot. Scow trying to clean it up, and she does. Right place, right time for Micaiah Scour. First made field goal of the night. 29-22 Lincoln. So with the chance to go to double figures with that turnover, the Indies come back and uh, knock it down to seven points here. Scow nearly had another steal. Knocked it away from Heredia. It's recovered by Lincoln. Cummings takes the handoff. Cummings guarded by Pronjinski. Drives to the left side and off the ball. Do we have a moving screen? We do. It's going on Gabby Heredia as Pronjinski hit the floor. And that could be maybe the momentum changer the Indies are looking for here. Is the second on Heredia, number 40, the fourth team foul on Lincoln. 11 and change to go. Six seed Lincoln, 29. Three seed Indy Gilmington, 22. A great crowd hand on hand tonight. The Indies... 
led for most of the first half, lost in the final seconds, and now if you have yet to lead here in the second half. A 16-0 run by Lincoln right now, the main difference in this game. Nicely, top of the circle, drives in close, passes outside, Shank for three, no good. Scow has the offensive rebound, though. Brings it back outside, whips it to Nicely in the corner. She'll try a long two, and she's got it. That was a two? Yep, long two for Nicely. Her heel was on the back line. 29-24, Indies down five. Pass inside, tipped in, stolen away. Indies have the ball. Here comes Shank. Goes right at coming, stops, pivots, and passes outside to Nisley. Extra pass, Scow. Looks in the corner. Pronjinski's wide open. Ring it up. Three-pointer for Addison Pronjinski. And the Indies are within two. Timeout, Lincoln. What a change of events. 10-15 to go in the game. It is Lincoln 29, Indy Gilmington 27 on WHTL. 10-15 left to play here in the second round playoff matchup. The Indies have trimmed this deficit down to two, 29-27 with 10-15 to go. One score update for you. 10-C Blair lead is still intact against Royal, but it's down to three, 39-36 with eight minutes to go. We'll keep an eye on that score. Winner of this game gets that winner tomorrow night. Cummings drives left side, forces a pass, nearly turned over. Heredia has a turnaround hook shot, no good. Rebound, Shank got tripped up a little bit, but keeps her feet. Transition for the Indies. Shank down the middle, leaves off underneath, but forced it, and it's turned over. Good recovery by Isabel Huber to get on the floor and dig it up for Lincoln. I think Coach Zilla maybe would have rather had her pull it out there with the way it was going. Cummings passed inside for Sanchez. Pumps, passes to the corner. Prindle's got it, drives along the baseline and traveled first before she got hand-checked by Nisley. That's what Coach Schulte was looking for, but the travel occurred first. And it goes back to the Indies where a two can tie it. A three can give them the lead. They were down by as many as nine on two occasions. Here in the second half, they have scored the last seven points in this half. Down by nine, and Lincoln had the ball where they could have taken a double-digit lead. Pronjinski for the lead. Got them all. Back-to-back threes for Addison Pronjinski, and the Indies have roared back in front 30-29. to Big possession for Lincoln. Isabel Huber at the top, hands it off for Heredia. They need to stop this momentum here. Pass inside, goes to Sanchez, and she's tangled up and fouled by Cassidy Dano. That will be Cassidy Dano's first, but it is the team seventh. So with 9-10 to go here, Lincoln will be shooting free throws the rest of the night. And this is a one-and-one for Monse Sanchez. We've talked about the front court for the Indies being quiet. Sanchez has just two for the Hornets tonight. She averages better than six a game with eight rebounds. Front end coming here. Sanchez puts it up in the air, and it is good. And we are tied at 30. It's been a game of runs. It was a 16-0 run from Lincoln at the end of the first half to the early second to put them up by nine. But the Indies have scored the last 10 prior to that free throw to go up one, and now we are even at 30. Felicity Frey is back in with those four fouls. This could be interesting. Sanchez makes them both. And the Hornets reclaim the lead, 31-30. Here comes Nisley racing down the right side of the floor. Stops in the corner, lost the ball, but keeps it inbounds as she regathers. Enters it inside for Dano. Back out, Scow. Head down, drives down the lane, throws it up. It's no good, but she was fouled by Ava Cummings as she was slightly tripped up on her way to the goal. That'll be the first on number 11, Ava Cummings, the fifth team foul. Scow was one for four in the first half from the line, getting two here. And two shots upcoming for Micaiah Scow. 
Three points in total for the game. That was a putback make on a layup earlier that gave her only field goal. Free throw here is good. Indy's starting to get a little confidence, it seems like, making these free throws. And we are even at 31. They're three for five. They can go four for six here in the half, which would really be an improvement for what they've yep. done in the last few weeks. Micaiah Scout trying to give the Indies the lead back. Her second free throw is good. Indies are back in front, 32-31. Just under nine minutes to go. Frey's open the corner. No one picks her up, but she doesn't shoot it. Coach Schulte told her to shoot it. She didn't. Pass inside for Sanchez, knocked away and stolen. And that's why sometimes you want to take the shot there if you're a coach because that might happen later in the possession. Pass inside, Dano backs down, kicks it out. It's pound faking Scow, or I should say Shank, passes to the corner for Bronjinski, who's made two threes in a row. Here comes Shank down the lane, gets the angle, and puts it up and in. That time she followed all the way through and finished. Nice little sidestep by Monse Sanchez to avoid the block. Indies by a field goal, 34-31. Frey down the lane. And we got a foul on the drive. It's going to go on the Indies, and a one-and-one one is upcoming. I believe it's on number 22, Catherine Campa. It is. That's her first team eighth. And Arabelle Nisley will come in for the Indies in replacement of Catherine Campa. Afraid of the line. She has yet to shoot a free throw here tonight with six points so far in the game. This is a one-and-one one for Frey. If she makes both, they're down one. Frey's free throw is short. Sanchez, though, the offensive rebound. Possession continues. Knocked away and out of bounds. Last touch by Lincoln and Bill Schulte giving the official an earful. It was right in front of him. He had yeah. a lot better look at it than you or I did yeah. than we are. I thought that was going to stay here, but it goes back to the Indies. Two weeks ago, Indy Gilmington overcame a 10-point halftime deficit to beat Lincoln in Gilmington. They have overcome a 9-point deficit in this half. Currently lead it by three with eight minutes to play. Nisley back to Scow, one-on-one -on -one here with Heredia. Drives down the middle, but Heredia poked it free. Frey with the steal. Frey drives right lane line. That one knocked away by Nisley, but they're going to get her for a foul on the body bump. That was close to her fifth. She had that forearm out in front of her. It's the third on Arabelle Nisley. All have come in this Ninth, half, too. Yes, all in this half. Ninth team foul, so Frey... To the line for the one and one. She just missed the front end of a bonus here just seconds ago. So one and one here for Felicity Frey. Lincoln still down by three. Her free throw is no good. This one too strong. Rebound Makaya Scow. Wow, she got that pass off just before yep. she traveled also. Scow gets it back from Nisley and now Shank left to the circle guarded by Carrillo. She'll bring it back out. Man-to-man -man defense for the Hornets. Cummings on Shank, trying to shake her as she gets to the right corner. Entry pass for Dana, a low one, but she handles it. Back out Shank, thought about driving baseline instead, dribbles it back out. Frey with the defense. Shank, nothing there, goes back to Nisley in between the arcs. Takes her time, and now it's over to Pronjinski on the left wing. Looks in for Sean Dano, but not there. Dano has yet to score in this game. Outside Shank, she bobbled the catch and then walked with it. On a little three-man weave action, the Indies turn it over. Now, I question that one because she didn't have the control yeah. of the ball. That might not. I, I've seen officials I, let that one go because of that reason. I think right as she got control, she took the extra step. I think they got that one right. Micaiah Scow is going to come out of this game, and they sub back in Cassidy Dano. The Dano girls' sisters don't have a point between them tonight, and the other night they did quite well in that low-scoring game total up opposite. at Gilmington. 
Lincoln's got a good front line, and now here's a turnover as Cummings' throw is too low to handle for Frey, and the Hornets an ill-advised turnover. They had 14 points between them the other night up at Gilmington. 34-31, Indy still. We've been stuck here for about a minute and a half. And it was tough to get points back in the first half. We said first to 30 jokingly in the first half. And the Indies were the first to get there, but we got a lot of game left. Now as he leaves it up top for Sean Dano, pivots guarded by Sanchez. Goes for Shank. Steps inside the three-point arc and hands it back off to Pronjinski. Addison Pronjinski bounces it back out front. Nicely left of the circle. Gets to the elbow. Down the lane. Floats it up. Can't bank it in. Rebound for Heredia. They're getting the shots they want. They're getting them in the lane. They just are not. Oh. Cummings a near carry that she time. She had her hand on top of the ball, and I've been told that's how they rule that now. So Here's a drive by Sanchez. They're trying to space out that side of the floor. Pass to the perimeter. Deflected, but Carrillo has it. She gets doubled. Gets it over to Frey. They have an advantage for a second. They don't take it. Sanchez over to Cummings. Cummings steps in. Takes the little short eight-foot jump, eight jumper. Missed it long. Rebound for Dano. Here come the Indies in transition. Nasley leaves it for Shank. Dribbles baseline right and got tangled up as she got in close. And a foul is called on Lincoln. Foul's on number 33, Montserrat uh, Sanchez. That is her first, team sixth. So the Indies are in the bonus, the last 6.09. Scow in for Shauna Dano. And this game close, as is the one in Royal. Still keeping an eye on that. 42 all there with 3.20 to play. Between the Wildcats, the 10 seed of Blair Taylor, and the Royal Panthers, number two. That is about three minutes to go in Royal. 34-31 here with six minutes to go. Pronchinski's made a couple big three-pointers this half. She has it now. Dribbles at the top. Gets down the middle of the floor. Puts up the lefty layup, but left it short. Offensive rebound for Dano. And oh. an inadvertent whistle. Yeah. And we'll see how this is going to be. No, he just blew it. The girl grabbed the ball. He said the other one came in, and he he knew it. It was his mistake. He yep. immediately tapped his chest and said, my bad. That's one where you'd say if you didn't know who had possession, you go to the arrow, but the Indies clearly had it at that point, so they keep the basketball here. Up by three, 5.50 to go. Arabelle nicely brings it in between the arcs. She's got a little bit of a mismatch guarded by Heredia, but instead goes to Shank who's guarded by Cummings, who gets up on her, turns her around, gets down the middle, floats it up, can't finish again. Rebound, Monse Sanchez. And the Hornets have it. Pass up ahead. Frey has it in the front court, stops, and hands it off for Cummings. Cummings guarded by Pronjinski, lobs it for Sanchez. That one tipped and stolen. Here comes Shank, looking ahead, stops, bounces for Nisley, powers it up, and it's in and out, almost had an and one. Is that on Frey? And I think it is. Arabelle Nisley. He's going to shoot the free throws here, and the foul is on Felicity Frey. She has fouled out with 5.19 to play. That's her fifth, team seven. So I believe Nisley was in the act of shooting, Yes, correct? two shots coming for her. And now decision time for Coach Bill Schulte, who has 30 seconds to make this call here. You'd have to imagine Isabel Huber is going to come back in, and she will. And Lincoln's only played seven deep tonight. Ava Cummings has not left the floor in this game. She is the only Hornet that has played every single minute to this point. And she's not going to come out no matter what. So a big moment here as Frey is out. Nisley gets two at the line with the Indies up by three. They are on a 14-2 run. First free throw is no good. Died on the back iron and fell off. She makes one out of two here. She'll have to make the second to do that. This will make it a two-possession game. With 5.19 to go, that time will go by fast. Second free throw for Nisley is in and out. Offensive rebound for Scout. Angles it back up, but missed it badly. 
Rebound coming down the far side. Hornets still down three. Stops and thought about a three and said goes inside for Huber. Turnaround shot. Oh that gosh. is in and out. Out of bounds. Last touch by Lincoln. That was three quarters of the way yeah. down, much less half. How did that one come out? Wow, it's defied the rules of physics right there. <laughs> okay. Wasn't just me then no. that seen it that way. That one looked like he was destined to go through the nylon. Instead, the Indies get it back with five minutes to go, up by three. They won both regular season matches by eight, but this has by far been the closest. Now as he catches on the left wing, circles down the lane, and floats it in. Arabelle nicely up to 15 points, and the Indies are up by five. Led by as many as seven in the first half. Turnaround jumper for Cummings. It's short, and a rebound for Pronjinski. This is a huge possession for the Indies. A three gives them their largest lead of the night with four minutes to go, perhaps. 4.40 now. Nisley catches up top. Goes down the middle. Lost the ball. It kicks over to Cassidy Dino. Dino back out front for Pronjinski. Nisley sidesteps. Passes the three. Takes the two. Partially blocked by Heredia. Rebound Cummings. Nice play by Heredia. She was faked out on her first attempt and came back. Cummings in transition. Finds Carrillo who scores. And Coach Schulte wants a timeout. His final timeout of the game with 4.16 to go. And what a turn there. 46, or 36-33. 4.16 to go. We're back in just a minute on WHTL. Indy Gilmington has rallied to take the lead in the second half here up 36-33. They have the ball with 4.16 to play. Keeping you updated on that Royal Blair-Taylor game. The Panthers have the lead 46-42 with a minute and a half to go. Over in Elroy, again, the winner of this game will play either Royal on the road or host Blair Taylor tomorrow if the, Pan- if the Wildcats can pull off that late comeback. But the Indies trying to get this to the finish line here, or can the Hornets come back to stun them on their home floor? Up by three, three minutes, four minutes left, and off the ball, we got a foul call. It's against the Indies and Micaiah Scowl. And this is going the other way. And this will not be free throws, I believe. That is the fourth on number 24, Micaiah Scow. It is the tenth yep. free foul on the Indies. But like I said, I think it was a yep. player possession. Yes. So no free throws here. They're still working on Korea's uh, mouth there. She's she's apparently still bleeding yeah. from the mouth. That's they got a, a trainer there trying to. It is a smaller lineup out there currently for Lincoln. You got Huber, Cummings, Sanchez, Carrillo. And Prindle, but now here comes Heredia, who had a brief breath on the bench. And who was she going to come in for? And one official is denying the substitution. The other looked like was allowing it. And they're still talking about it as Prindle comes out here. Prindle is on the bench. The Indies are also putting in a sub as well in Shauna Dano. Coming in for Scow. I'm not sure if this is arguing about whether it's free throws or the substitution. It should not be free throws. It was player control, which means Lincoln gets the ball in the backcourt, and that's how they play it out here. Under four to go. Hornets can tie with a three. Huber thought about it. Said drives from the left wing. Stops at the block. Goes back outside for Cummings. Their leading scorer looking to take charge here late. Defense chance. They're out for the Indies. 2-3 zone for them. Inside Carrillo. Nearly changed pivot foot, and she did. A change in the pivot foot for Kaylee Carrillo, and the Hornets turn it over with 3.41 to go. What did you think of uh, Coach uh, Schulte taking that timeout? He does not have a timeout left now it's, with it, uh, 3.41 to go in this game. It's a little risky. I get why he did it to set his defense, but I just think considering you're trailing here, again, if 
You can't stop the clock after a main bucket. That's the main downside. But obviously, if you get the lead, it's not as big of a deal. Or even though with a jump ball situation yeah. or a five-second inbounds, yep. you, you had that brief or that timeout, excuse me. Now you don't. Indy still have three left. Driving as Pronjinski got tripped up. No foul call. Sanchez the steal for Lincoln. Hornets get it back. Down three with 3.20 to go. Moving to our right. Coming to that knocked away. Regathers now needs some help. Steps to the defense. Still needs some help. Got to get rid of the ball before a five count gets it to Carrillo. Boy, that had to be close. That had to be a four and a half, didn't it? Yeah, I thought so too. Inbound Sanchez in the paint. Goes back out. Huber drives left side. Throws it up. And we've got a foul call. It's going to be two shots. It would be anyway. Looked like she was trying to pass it, but as she came down on her jump pass, they call the foul. They're going to wave it off on the floor, but again, that does not matter. It's double bonus yep. here for Lincoln. That's a Bill Schulte's wondering, but he's got two shots regardless here. Foul's on number 23, Cassidy Dino. That's her second team. They're in the double bonus for a while here now. And now Lincoln's got to make their free throws. They have left some off the board here in the second half. Is this, that's Huber at the line. Yep, right? Isabel Huber shooting two. First one, good. Right down the middle, her first point of the night. With 3.05 to go, it's now 36-34 into Gilmington. They've made their last three free throws in a row after missing three to start this half. One more coming here for Huber. Trying to make this a one-point game. We have been deadlocked within a possession over the last five minutes. Second free throw, no good. Nisley tracks down the rebound, gets surrounded, but gets it out of there. Gives numbers to the Indies. Huber, or I should say Nisley all the way, can't finish. Put back, though, is good for Shauna Dino. Her first points of the night, and they couldn't have come at a bigger time if you're an Indy fan. And the lead is 4, 38-34. Cummings passes to the baseline, caught by Huber. Goes back outside. Prindle takes the two-pointer, and she puts it down the hatch. Prindle's first points of the night. A gutsy shot for Samantha Prindle. Her first shot of the night goes down. The Indies lead is back to two. 38-36, Indy Gilmington, two and a half minutes to go. Scout drives left wing, throws it off the rim on a pass. Dano comes up with it, then Prindle ripped it away. But before she could, she traveled. And Coach Schulte is not having it. That's a turnover each way. I think that's a break for Indy, for the Indies right I, there. Yeah. She was falling down, but it looked like she kept her foot stationary and locked in. And that it, could be huge. It, this is the one thing that the coaches keep telling us. They're looking for consistency from the officiating. And it's it's tough when you're running with 10 girls that are that fast and that furious out there. Inbound for Pronjinski. She goes to Shank. Left to the circle. Goes back to Pronjinski. Three-pointer is up. And she missed it long. Rebound for Carrillo. With 2.15 to go, Hornets can tie with a two. Take the lead with a three. Huber in between the arcs. Had the ball knocked away, but got it back. Lobs it for Sanchez. Deflected again by Nisley. Nisley picks up Sanchez as she looks for some help. Doesn't want to dribble it. Goes to Cummings instead. Ava Cummings works towards the middle. Kick out Huber. Doesn't take the three. Carrillo will. It is up. It's long air ball. Sanchez trying to save it, and she saves it to Shank. Got a one-on-one -on -one down the floor, all the way in. It's good with a minute 45 to go. Shank picked a great time to make her layups. 40 to 36, 100 seconds to go. Cummings jump pass outside. Huber passed on the three. Oh, I thought he was going to call a travel there, but he didn't. Lobs it to no one. It's turned over. A steal underneath for Kampa. Foul given by Cummings. And it's going to the Indies. A one and one on the other side. That is the second foul on Ava Cummings. It is the eighth team foul on the uh, 
Hornets. So now here, here's Benindy's bugaboo all yep. year, Mitchell. They're back at the line with a chance to increase this lead. And Coach Zilla wants to call a timeout. We'll step aside for 30 seconds and come back. A minute 33 to go. 40-36, to 36. Indy Gilmington on top. They've got free throws coming up when we return on WHTO. A minute 33 to go here from Independence High School. The Indies clinging to a four-point lead, 40-36. to 36. One and one coming up for freshman Catherine Kampa. A chance to extend this lead to six. Winner goes to Royal or host Blair Taylor tomorrow. Indies trail by as much as nine this half. Big one and one here for Kampa. Our front end is no good. Rebound for Carrillo. Lincoln has the ball back. They need points here. Down by two possessions. Cummings drives all the way in. Uncontested. Banks it in. Easy two for Ava Cummings. 40-38. to 38, A minute 20 to go. Nisley bounces it over to Shank. Brings it across the timeline. Moving from right to left. Nisley at center court. Needs some help. Goes to Pronjinski. Takes her time. Cummings trying to jump a pass, but she didn't throw it. Shank has it high on the right, back to Shauna Dano. 1.05 to play. 60 ticks left on the clock. Nisley has it. Lincoln's playing this out a little bit. You'd think they got a foul, though. At some point or another, Dano has it. Cummings trying to oh. rip it free, and a foul is called. Wow. From our angle, it sure looked like Cummings had the ball. This is going to be a one-and-one for Catherine Kampa, who just missed the front end of the one she just attempted here. That is the second foul, third foul, excuse me, on Ava Cummings all in the second half. But it is the ninth team foul. So like Mitchell, like you said, it is the front end of a bonus here for Catherine Kampa. This first one is huge to get, you know, even though you can only tie it with a three if she makes this one. First free throw for Kampa is no good, but we got a lane violation. It's going to Lincoln anyway. So it doesn't count as a free throw attempt. So Lincoln will get the ball back. Under a minute to go here, and Lincoln can take the lead with a three here, and they have get a number of threes. Cummings with three threes herself here tonight. 50 seconds to go. Hubert down the lane, all the way in. Left-handed layup rules off, no good. Rebound underneath for Nisley with 40 seconds left. Indies by two, pressure on in the backcourt. Pronjinski crosses over, gets it across, stops, passes it over to Shank. She's got it. Passes to Nisley, 30 seconds to go. Not fouling yet. Nisley picks up her dribble, leaves it for Pronjinski. Addison Pronjinski is now fouled from behind by Kaylee Carrillo with 24 seconds left. That is the second on Kaylee Carrillo. It is the 10th. So Pronjinski will get two free throws here. And we do have a winner, Royal 48, Blair Taylor 44. The Royal Panthers have advanced, so the winner of this game will go there tomorrow. And it's come down to, boy, it got quiet in here, didn't it? Shanks' free throw oh. is good. Pronjinski's free throw, I beg your pardon, is good. Three-point game, 41-38, but now this is the big one. This is huge. Chance to make this a two-possession game with 24 ticks remaining. It is up. It is no good. Rebound. Dano put back. Good. Cassidy. Is it Cassidy? No. Shauna Dano puts it back. John Zilla wants a timeout with 20 seconds to go. A gutsy putback attempt. It pays off and a full timeout called with 20 seconds to go. We will hold it here through the end is, of regulation. Is that a case where the freshman uh, wasn't nervous enough to realize she should have yep. brought her back out and she just put it up and in? You know what? Whatever's easiest because you're going to go back to the free throw line regardless. Yep. But 
That free throw is, or I should say the free throw was missed the second one, so it ends up being best case scenario essentially for the Indies because they got three points out of that. And now do or die time here for Lincoln. And to go back to your earlier point, Butch, this is an important stretch for Lincoln because now if they score, the Indies could take their time grabbing the basketball and the clock will not stop. Yes, you're right. He's out of, Coach Schulte, the uh, Lincoln Hornets are out of timeouts. And that might be something Coach Zilla mentions to his team here and say, you know what, if the shot is good, don't be urgent to go grab the basketball. Almost make the officials give it to you. Now, do you have five seconds from the time it goes through the rim, or do you have five seconds from the time you grab well, the ball? Once the officials mouth? start the time, they okay. could do that right away if they want to, if they think they're stalling. There's some discretion there. Yes. Okay. But again, if you're Lincoln, you got to score here. Otherwise, this game is all but over. 43-38 Indies and an inadvertent buzzer. And they're good here. And there's accidental buzzer here. Cummings will catch the court in the backcourt. She's got to go. T clock is running. Hornets down five. Cummings will pull the three. It is up. It is no good. Carrillo trying to bring down the rebound. On the deck it goes. Jump ball possession arrow Lincoln with 13 seconds to play. And Lincoln will inbound underneath again. you got to put up the shot almost immediately. Cummings goes to the court. She's got it. Puts it up for three, and it's no good. Rebound still tapped around. Dano has it. Outlet to Pronjinski. Over to Nisley, and they will not foul yet. Here it comes. It's called with a minute or with a 1.7 on the clock, and the Indies are going to come back from nine down to get to the regional final. Fouls on Ava Cummings, her fourth. They Team, they're in the double bonus. It was 29-20 with about 13 minutes left, and that is when the Indies turned this game around. Nisley's free throw is good. They're all but arbitrary now. The Indies can feel it up by six with 1.7 left. Second free throw is good. Nisley perfect. 1.7 inbound is there. It's over. The Indies are moving on to regional final Saturday. A 45-38 victory as they close the game on a 25-9 run to win it. They get the season sweep. Their third victory over Lincoln had to fight for this one, and they are off to Royal tomorrow night. We'll have more scores for you on the other side. 45-38, the Indies, a winner. Here tonight over Alma Center Lincoln as we're back with the postgame in just a few minutes. Welcome into the postgame show here from Independence High School. It is a final here in a thrilling second-round matchup between Indy Gilmington and Alma Center Lincoln. The three-seed prevails at home. The Indies win it 45-38, to the final score. A game that looked like was falling away from them. They went on a 16-0 run, did Lincoln, to cram a nine-point lead into the second half, 29-20. But the Indies closed strong. Addison Pronjinski made some clutch three-pointers and some timely free throws helped the Indies get it to the finish line as they finish this game on a 25-9 run to win it 45-38 over Lincoln. And with that, they will advance to the regional final tomorrow where they will match up with two-seed Royal who had a comeback victory of their own tonight against Blair Taylor. 48-44, the two-seed gets the victory other scores within that bracket. We'll try and get some more throughout the evening if we can. Cash in the four-seat advances, 27-36. They beat five-seat Kickapoo. And Cochrane Fountain City, the top seed, moves on with ease. No pressure for them tonight. They win 77-25 over eight-seeded Brookwood. So tomorrow night in this regional, 
We'll have CFC against Cashton and Indy Gilmington at Royal. We will have that game for you on WHTL. We'll take a break, and when we return, we'll have the final stats for you from Independence. Keep it right here as you're listening to the postgame show on WHTL. Mitchell Spellens, Beth Chalama back with you live inside Independence High School where the Indies are advancing to the regional final tomorrow night. 45-38, they get the win over Elma Center Lincoln. They will take on two-seed Royal, who advanced with a 48-44 win over Blair Taylor, who led that one by 10 at halftime. But the Royal Panthers go 28-14 in their advantage in the second half to win that one. So the Indies will get them tomorrow as we keep on covering, covering our game here tonight. We'll hand it over to Butch for the final totals and numbers for this one. Thank you, Mitchell. Let's look at the visiting uh, Lincoln Hornets. They were led in scoring as they have been all year by Ava Cummings with 13-8 for Gabrielle Heredia. She had two big threes in that run at the end of the first half that got them the lead. Six points for Felicity Frey before she fouled out. Uh, four points for Montessat Sanchez and uh, Kaylee uh, uh, Carrillo off the bench. Uh, two points for Samantha Prindle and rounding out the scoring with one was Isabel Huber for their 38. They were three of six from the line for 50%, 17 personal fouls, and here's the big one, 30 turnovers, yep. 30 turnovers. These independents, these guards, they seem to be just like little mats. They're all over you, and they forced the mm-hmm. turnovers. Now turning the page for the Indies, they were led in scoring by Arabelle, uh, Arabelle Nisley, who ended up with 17, 12 for Nora Shank. Seven points for uh, Addison Pronchinski. She also had two big threes in their comeback. When they were down by nine, she helped cut that. Five points for Micaiah Scow. And then rounding out the scoring with four off the bench was Shauna Dano for their 45. They were eight of 16 from the line for 50%. That's not good, but it's an improvement over their last yep. few games. They committed 15 personal fouls and they had 23 turnovers so we had 53 turnovers here tonight Mitchell not ideal but a defensive game nonetheless Indies get the win 45 38 some other scores in addition to the ones I told you in the last segment again Royal Cashton CFC winners in this regional so the Indies go to Royal tomorrow other ones including in division three Wisconsin Dells beats Arcadia 48 33 Fall Creek easily beats Boysville 74 27 and Bangor knocks out Melrose Mindoro 76 43 the final in that one. So our regional pool here getting a little bit smaller. A little bit here, smaller Butch. with the regional finals tomorrow. And, of course, we'll be starting boys' action on Tuesday. Dave Carlson and I will be up in Osseo Fairchild as they'll host Mondovi. And I think from there we're going to jump uh, ship and go down to GET as they got a buy on Tuesday night. Yep. We'll probably be down in GET. And we won't know who they'll face until Wednesday, but we'll probably be there on Friday. Likely Stanley Boy, which could be a really good basketball yes. game. And that will likely be our matchup for Friday, I would assume. But we'll wait until... We have that for official. We'll take one last break, come back with our Napa Auto Parts Performance Player of the Game and wrap things up. Back to wrap things up here from Independence High School where the Indies advance to the regional final with a 45-38 victory over Alma Center Lincoln. The third-seeded Indies will take on two-seed Royal tomorrow night, 7 o'clock opening tip. We'll have that game for you on WHTL starting at about 6.30 p.m. Before we get into the player of the game, one final, final score to get to you. Auburndale knocks out Whitehall 64-46 in Division 4. So the North season, which is very good this year, comes to a close. Yes, and now it's time for the Napa Parts and Performance Plus WHTL Player of the Game. Brought to you by Napa Parts and Performance Plus with locations in Blair and right here in Independence. Stop by and see Seth or Mike Benedict. i seen Seth Benedict and his whole family was here tonight watching the game. 
Uh, they'll take care of all of your auto part needs. They've got uh, agriculture parts, commercial parts, and they also have that great uh, Auto Center 2.0 over there in Blair. Uh, you know, there was some options here tonight, Mitchell. There really was. Uh, Shank played a pretty solid game. Um, I thought that Addison Pronjinski with those two big threes and what changed she, the game. She didn't want it to be her last game. She's the only senior yep. on this indie squad, but I think we got to go with Arabelle Nisley. She led the way with nine, uh, 17 points and she was tenacious on the defensive end. She yep. did a great defensive job besides leading them in scoring. So the Napa parts and performance plus WHDL player of the game tonight is Arabelle Nisley. Mitchell and Dave Carlson will be yep. with you tomorrow night as they will have a regional championship game at Royal High School. Yep, 6.30 start time, 7 o'clock tip from Elroy. Winner will get either top seed Cochran Fountain City or four seed Cashton, who will look to pull the upset tomorrow in Fountain City. Otherwise, that is all for us tonight. One last time, your final score, the Independence Gilmington Indies 45, the Lincoln Hornets 38. For my partner, Butch Lama, Mitchell Spelling saying so long and good night from Independence. Enjoy the rest of your Friday, everyone. We will talk to you tomorrow night from Royal. Good night. We hope you enjoyed tonight's game between Lincoln and Independence Gilmerton. Our game was brought to you by Independence State Bank, AMPI, Arcadia Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, Starwood Rafters, Northwood Vet Service, Peeler Oil, SNS Wood Products, Intech, Strum Locker, Feedy Well Drilling, Colby Auto and Truck Repair, Arcadia Credit Union, Central Builder Supply, Gross Motors, Gunnison Tri-County Rehabilitation Services, Midwest Natural Gas, Hank Chiropractic Relief and Wellness Center, Riverland Energy, Liberty Floral, Stockman's of Osseo, Tricor Insurance, Ruby Glass Cafe, Osseo Automotive, Mondovi Insurance, Tri-County Communications, Simmons Roofing, Guamini State Bank, Bushy's Meat Market, Strawberry Square, G-Mart, Lebo's, Matchy's Chimney Rock Septic Service, Donna Mays Panther Cafe, Everton Tax Service, Alliance Bank, WH Lean, Napa Mondovi, Eagle Peak Processing, Old Mill Hair Salon and Tanning, Edison Funeral Home, Brightside Electric, Greenleaf Trucking, JoJo's Drive-In, Co-op Credit Union, Mondovi Hardware, Adam Street Laundry, Pro Country Auction Service, Tammy Simmons, your Remax Realtor, Molus Insurance Agency, Norgard Agency, Reedy Concrete Construction, Napa Parts and Performance of Blair and Independence. This has been a presentation of WHCL Sports. Join us tomorrow for more girls high school basketball action on your hometown location for high school sports. Now back in the great system of Wisconsin's Heartland on 102.3 WHTL.